friends, and welcome to an episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin, which is a Cleveland sports podcast where I rant about whatever's in the title and have lively discussions with guests from time to time. So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. And we are live, Crunch Time with Caitlin, joined by Pat. Pat, how's it going? Yo, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, dude. Um, so this is going to be a very quick episode. Um, this is an instant reaction to the Cleveland Cavaliers getting the number three overall pick in the draft. And for this quick episode, I said, hey, Pat, can you make some time? 10, 15 minutes to, uh, you know, talk about the prospects and, uh, you know, your instant reaction to the Cavs getting number three. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll always make time to talk shop and uh, absolutely. I, 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 like I tweeted, um, like I tweeted this morning and, and the previous days, I said, you know, just, I said, if you get top five, that, that was the goal because there's five really good players in this draft. Um, not saying if you got six and under, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big L, but you know, ideally you're looking for top five. If you want to keep your uh, rebuilding process going and, you know, Cavs got three, uh, it's not number one, but still you're, you're going to get a good player there regardless. So getting number three, what does that, what does that mean? What are, who, I mean, what, Cade Cunningham, I mean, he's the lock to go number one, correct? Yeah, and I mean, for those that maybe missed it, Woj said, you know, talking with Kate's represent- representation, he's only visiting whoever has the number one pick because, you know, I mean, what, why bother otherwise? Uh, you know, if, if plans change uh, throughout the process, maybe he will take more visits, but I, I think it is pretty safe to say, like I said on my podcast as well, uh, earlier in, in the college season, Cade, Cade is your number one pick. Uh, without question. So then Detroit gets him potentially, um, yeah. probably basically lock. Uh, number two, Houston. What are your thoughts there? Um, Houston could go a lot of different ways. And here's, here's where it gets interesting. So you, you, you have John Wall. who I, I looked at his contract. He is a free agent in 2023. Um, so I, you know, Jalen Suggs, a lot of people think is consensus number two overall pick. Um, uh, the point guard from Gonzaga. Uh, those, those Ohio State fans know he, Ryan Day recruited him to play quarterback, and he chose to go play for Mark Few, and, and he absolutely blossomed and came on the scene this year. Uh, fantastic player. I think he's going to be great in the NBA. But when you have a guy like John Wall, the question now is, does Houston take a look at, um, at a potential replacement like Jalen Suggs. I personally would lean no. Um, I think they really need a guy to play off of John Wall. And, um, and the other spot that I could really see them try to go for is interior presence. You know, Christian Wood has, has come on as a rising star in the NBA, but I think, you know, you need another person down there. I don't think Kelly Olynyk playing 70 games is going to be the answer for you. Uh, going forward. So I think Evan Mobley, the seven-foot center, uh, who can really guard one through five and step out and shoot if he needs to, he's a possibility. Uh, or get someone to pair with John Wall. You know, I know they have Kevin Porter Jr. down there. Cavs fans know him well. Um, 
you know, but I think they really might look for a security answer here. And, and when you think of that, uh, I can't help but think of 6'6 guard Jalen Green from the G League Ignite team this year. Probably your best scorer in this draft. Um, just very personal. You can score from all three levels. Or if you want to try to go a little defense and a little bit bigger, Jonathan Kaminga, 6'8", small forward, also from the G League. Probably one of the most versatile wing defenders in this class. And that leaves the number three overall pick for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Man, uh, what a weird rebuild. I mean, it, it seems like they're kind of left with, you know, whoever's available at three, right? And like you said, there's quite a few guys who are pretty good. Um, sorry about the airplane. Yeah, um, I, I, <laughs> no, that's okay. No, you're, no, you're good. Uh, the, I, I don't think Evan Mobley's in consideration for Cleveland. I'd be very surprised. Uh, you know, just because, you know, Jared Allen and his uh, restricted contract is coming up, I, I expect I would, uh, you know, pay him what he wants. Um, you know, Kevin Love's contract is, kind of, you know, I mean, obviously everyone knows it's a glaring albatross. Uh, I, you know, I'm curious to see what they do with that. I just, So I don't really think Evan Mobley is an answer for the Cavs. Um Jalen Green, I think, would be a really good option because they they just they need a score that can score at three levels. Score at three levels, I believe. Uh, Jalen Green was a thirty-seven percent three from uh, three point this year for the Julie team. Uh, by average, about eighteen a game. I believe led led his team in scoring. I I don't think Kaminga's really an option. Um, but my thing is, if Jalen Suggs is there, um. Kobe Oldman needs to have a conversation, and, and Mike Gansey and everyone in that front office. They really need to take a hard look at what they have in Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. And I, and, you know, I, I stood by. I still stand by Colin Sexton. I think he's a he's a good player that got drafted, and you know, not not the ideal situation of, of what expectations were made for him. Um, I think that Kobe Oldman needs to have a real conversation if Jalen Suggs is there at three about what is what we have uh, the answer and is Jalen Suggs going to improve our team because I think if the answer is yes and Jalen Suggs is there you take Jalen Suggs and you don't look back um, I, I think it's going to to uh, if Jalen Suggs falls to them uh, I like Jalen Green as well I think if you're going to if you're going to kind of uh, pair somebody with Darius Garland in the backcourt and you know figure out what to do with Sexton um, you know, you, you need a, you need a, you need guys that can shoot. And, you know, you look at the teams that are left in the NBA playoffs. I was just telling somebody this today. Um, the four teams that are left, Phoenix, Clippers, Bucks, um, and Atlanta, top 12 in three-point percentage this regular season. Um, you need shooters. You need guys that can, that can score from all levels. And um, when you think about it, Jalen Suggs is a guy that can really do that. And uh, Jalen Green's another guy that can do that. I think those two would be great situations for Cleveland. Um, if those two aren't there, maybe start thinking about trying to trade out of that pick um, to get assets or even a, 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 you know, a veteran piece that can help speed up this process. Well, I think the good thing, right, is that at least one of them is going to be there because if they're oh, both not there, that, that, that means Cade drops all the way down to three. 
So. And I think if and, and if kids are at three, I think that's the oh, fastest. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You that's, you, that's you run fastest. to the you 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 stop Adam Silver by three and two and just get the card. <laughs> you know, um, but so what's it, what's what's worst case scenario for the Cavs? Um, man, that's a really good question. It, it's it's hard to really just decide that because if you think about it, and I, I think worst case scenario, and I know this is the hot topic on Twitter because we're all bored and waiting for Brown season to start. Um, I I don't I would shy away from going after Ben Simmons. Um, I don't think trading the pick for a guy like Ben Simmons is the is a great idea. Uh, like I said, the Cavs could barely shoot outside the three-point arc last year as it is. Um, I, I don't know exactly how many three-pointers Ben Simmons has attempted in his NBA career, but I know for a fact in college he attempted three. It's becoming a shooting league, and I think if you trade it for a guy that doesn't really help your outside, your already lackluster outside game, then we have a problem. And I think that is a wasted opportunity. I, I would say if you trade, a trade would be the worst case scenario, but it, I think it would depend on the player. I just feel like we have PTSD. Like when you talked about uh, taking one of the, the Jalen's at number three, we mm-hmm. literally had this conversation last year <laughs> about Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Um, can either one of those guys play next to Garland? Like, do you think? Uh, I think Jalen Green could. I think it gives you a uh, a versatile size. Um, a a versatile size. Um, Jalen Suggs, I'm kind of curious. Uh, I don't, I got to go back and watch the tape. Uh, Because he's more of a ball, ball dominant point guard, right? He was, he was the initiator for Mark Few's offense at Kansas. Would you yes. would you rather would you want him over Darius Garland? And I just feel like, man, if they if they take him, that means you're giving up on Garland over Sexton. That just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, not, I think we I think yeah, we both I, I look I, mean, I think I, I think we both agreed that that Colin Sexton is I mean he is what he is. He's a very good. Uh, scorer, but the issue is I think too small if, to play that Sexton two guard. Could, I think if Sexton settled into um, a Jamal six, Crawford type yeah, that's role, six I think you could have. I think you could have a. I think you could have a legendary career. Yeah. So then you have. So you have Colin Sexton potentially coming off the bench. Then the question is because you don't want Darius Garland coming off the bench. Uh, I. I mean, I think he's shown enough to where no. I think he. I think he just has to learn how to play a little bit more aggressively, I guess, maybe, right? Like, I feel like he needs to just, like, take over a little bit more. Um, And then... I I think he's a little tentative. And then you said, right, Jalen Green is the 6'6 shooting guard from the the G League, right? Three-level scorer, yeah. Yeah. So so that would make the most sense, you would think, right? Yeah. And, and experts that are putting mocks out now are, are saying the same thing. But so, but really, so worst case scenario is Cunningham going one and Jalen Green going two for the Cavs. 
right? Because then you're then you have so. then then you're forced to make a decision on Darius Garland. Make a decision because you're not gonna you're because yep. you're not gonna take I, I you're not gonna take Mobley, right? Because you just you 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 plan I, on I, paying. I don't, I don't think that's the answer. Right, because you're planning on playing Allen. Jared Allen, right? And I mean, as of right now, you still have Kevin yeah. Love, and you still have, you know, uh, Larry Nance Jr. Wow. and stuff yeah. like that. So it's just like, man. Yeah, I agree. Yep, I, okay. I don't. I, I yeah, I, I, I and, and that's not me saying that that you know Jalen Suggs is going to be a bad NBA player. I think he's going to be a very good NBA player. Um, you know, look what he did in college. A lot of people thought. Uh, for a minute in the NCAA tournament, he made an argument to surpass Kane Cunningham as the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that was the minority discussion. Uh, and that's not saying that, you know, if we're stuck with Jalen Suggs, you know, the, you know, everything's a big L, you know, I think that's just a situation where um, does the front office coaching staff think they can pair him? With uh, with Darius Garland and and you know do do you move on from Sexton or do does he decide that you know I can play off the bench, I can make a I can make a career and get paid by by being six by eight times six man of the year, right? You know, and that's not a failure of 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 where you drafted him. That's not a failure of of a of an NBA career either. You know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to, it's it's hard to play a 6'2 guard who isn't a point guard, who isn't going to create for others. I mean, that's just, I mean, we've seen, we've seen it the last two years. And, and again, the, what was it? The, the one duo that everybody saw was CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. And look at like, they, They could barely get out of the first round. They make it to the playoffs, but it's hard to win playoff series when <laughs> both those guys are, they're just undersized, and especially in today's positionless basketball. So, yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Pat. I, I think that was it for, that's all I had for an instant reaction. Uh, any, uh, did you see the entire, uh, uh, lottery like do you think any team got really screwed I did I did um I think Oklahoma City and and they're obviously set up with their like 75,000 draft picks over right. the next 10 years um I think they had a really opportunity real good opportunity if the uh rocket situation played out where they could have probably ended up with two top five two two top ten picks mm-hmm. um but, you know, five, and I believe they're picking towards the bottom of the lottery as well. Um, they're, they're set up nicely. You know, I think they could easily, you know, when you look at guys like, you know, and, and I'll get into this more on my podcast as well, you know, the Davion Mitchells of Baylor, uh, you know, the, 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 the guards that you start to look at six through uh, 12, um, you know, they, they have options there. I think they had, they had an opportunity to – I mean, realistically, I believe they could have ended up, they could have, from uh, years ago, they could have ended up with one and four if, they, if, the, if the cards fell their way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think, I think they had a lot, they had a big chance to really do well. Uh, I think the magic with getting five and eight, I think that's, that, that was the other team that kind of stuck out. I think they have an opportunity to get two real good players. Um, I think they get, you know, like I've been saying, the NBA draft is is five good players that can help your team. 
uh, you know, little little transition space than everybody else. So I think they can really, uh, you know, maybe get a versatile defender like a Jonathan Kaminga and then maybe pair him with, you know, maybe a Davion Mitchell. Uh, Scotty Barnes from Florida State's going to be there, the 2-3 uh, the swingman. Um, so they, they have options there. Uh, but those are the two teams, one that kind of, you know, I think expectations, they're probably a little disappointed. And I think the Magic with five and eight, I think they have, you know, they're they putting themselves in a good spot going forward. All right, cool, yo. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think that would be it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin, an instant reaction to the, I was going to say Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> getting the number three overall pick in the NBA lottery. Uh, Pat, you want to shout out your podcast and whatnot? Obviously, it's, I mean, this is going to be a big Absolutely. time for you. You know, your, your draft uh, prospect guide and whatnot. Yeah, we're tuning everything up. Uh, the Possession Arrow, uh, wherever you get your podcast at. The T-H-E, Possession Arrow, wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, starting next week, I'm going to take a look at some of the top ten names. We're going to do short little prospect profiles for those that maybe don't watch college basketball as much. We're going to catch you up, catch you up to date. And uh, coming up in a couple weeks, I will have former Sixers scout from the Stepien podcast, Stepien NBA Draft podcast, Sean Darenthal will join me uh, probably about in a few weeks before the draft, uh, just to chop it up. And I'm really excited about that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dude, that's awesome. Breaking news right here. On Crunch Time McKinley. Yeah, right. No, nowhere, nowhere's heard it yet. Yeah, uh, former Sixers scout uh, Sean Darenthal from the Stepien NBA Draft Podcast will be joining us uh, coming up here in a couple weeks. Dude, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this yeah. episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at CaitlinOCLE. That's Caitlin K A T E L A N Nose K N O W S C L E. Pat, your Twitter is Patrick underscore T P A. Make sure you follow him. Yes. His link and all that stuff will be in the description. So, yeah. So, again, instant reaction to the Cavs getting pick number three in the 2021 draft.